Um, but before um, Martin speaks, I just wanted to I wanted you to get to know him a little bit. Um, so I'm going to ask him just a few questions. So Martin, do you having how long have you lived in Hong Kong? Quickly, 28 years. 28 years. Now you're an Englishman, but do you consider yourself an Englishman anymore? Uh, Anglo-Chinaman. Uh, my wife is Chinese. I don't speak very good Cantonese except to order excellent food. But um, yes, that's about it really. It's great to have you here and you love Chinese food. Could you tell us your favorite restaurant in, in, in Hong Kong? That's very difficult. I've been taken of far more since I married my wife eight years ago. Um, there's a very good, very good restaurant in, in Taipo which serves brilliant dim sum. Absolutely stunning, as you can tell. Um, and, and now, you, uh, how, could you tell us about ICM and uh, what ICM does um, and your biggest prayer needs uh, for ICM? Well, as always, being a teacher, I've brought a PowerPoint with me, and I'll use that in a moment. But Inner City Ministries started out life to, as a mission to South Asians in uh, the Chimsachoy, Jordan, and Yamate area. Um, let's do our prayer needs. The Nepalese people, uh, who are the largest group that we minister to, have been here a long time. The government figure puts it around 14,000. There are at least 40,000 because there's many who are here for all sorts of reasons. And the prayer needs is that our mission heart, because our heart is to move out to these people, to transform, is that we keep to that mission. We're not a big organization, but what we're trying to make is the lasting impact in the community, in the lives of the people to whom we minister. And so if you pray for us, because we, we really are in a spiritual battle as well as a physical one. And um, Satan loves to just jump over the back wall and try and steal your joy. So pray for us in that spiritual battle as well as the physical one. You talked a little bit about um, Satan robbing joy. Um, in those times... What gets you going? What are your biggest passions as you think about this ministry that God has given you? I think seeing the joy, I, it was lovely hearing Warren about the, talking about the, the bringing people to Christ. But see, my staff uh, who work with me are, are, come mostly from India or Nepal, and they are passionate evangelists. They will hang in there to bring somebody to Christ, doesn't matter how long it takes. And if it's targeting somebody on the street, that person will be there for two hours and they will give their life to Christ. There is that sort of passion about it. And it's the joy that that change brings. It's the absolute amazing embracing joy that you see when people's lives are changed. Their circumstances might not change very much, but their life does. Thanks very much. That's all I have to ask, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. I have a PowerPoint. Uh, it's, it's a sort of timed PowerPoint. I'm going to take this out. I move around much easier. Inner City Ministries began a life in, in um, 
94. And in the end, we, we moved down to Yamate because that's where the South Asian community is. We minister to a community that's marginalized by poverty. Like much of what you've seen and heard this morning, this Hong Kong hides its poverty extremely well. And 90% of those that we deal with are Nepalese. Um, they are a community that are downtrodden and oppressed by this community. Um, transformation is our key word, and we'll come back to that in a moment. But transformation is what we do. We're trying to make a difference from the inside out, not just cover it over. Much of what goes on in ethnic minority NGOs sadly just deals with the surface. We are trying to make a lasting difference, and through our care programs. So what we try and do is equip through. We're not just preaching the gospel. We actually teach women to sew. We teach kids to play music. We, teach, uh, we help kids with their homework. Um, a whole variety of things, which I will explain a little bit more in a moment. But it's equipping people, and as well as giving them transformation. As such... A key and important part is relationship. We cannot do what we do without building a relationship. And that's why we've got to, we focus so much on these core values. We've got to be credible. We've got to be supportive. This is very quickly a, a quick rundown of the things we do. We, we help the children at school with their education. Um, <clears throat> language is a real problem. They speak Nepali at home. They learn in Cantonese and English, and they don't know any, anything about either three of them. And so they need lots of help. The uh, young adults and the teens need a leadership culture because they don't have that leadership culture. And we give that through discipleship and mission. Um, with the women, a lot of women are very, very uh, oppressed by a sense of powerlessness. We started a sewing class um, <clears throat> About a, a year or so ago, we've now got 20 women. They've just made 250 dresses, some of which have gone to Uganda, others to Nepal to dress children in slums. So the poor helping the poor. We also provide taste of grace, uh, uh, sorry, employment training in our kitchen. We have a small kitchen facility. You can see it there. It's called Taste of Grace. And we train for employment in that small kitchen. We also cook superbly. And uh, this is a video that will give you some idea. Uh, do we have an audio with this? Thank you. This is some of our group. This is one of our house fellowships. Dawn works for us. She's the lady in red. Dupa also works for us as well. She's a family minister. This is our young people. They've just been doing a lot of outreach. We go to Temple Street about once every four or five weeks. We have an outreach in local halls and drama and uh, dance form a part of it. All these kids have come to know Jesus.
It's quite wonderful. Two of the girls have just gone to YWAM in India. This is Caroline. A little abrupt on the ending. All of what we do is because Jesus says, the least of that you do to the least of my brothers, you do to me. And, and that really does mean what it says. The reading that we had this morning from Romans, which is just stunning, isn't it? 
Don't you love it? Paul's therefore. In the light of God's mercy, whenever Paul uses therefore, go back and read what this next bit is about, okay? And he really means the first 11 chapters. And everybody goes, but it's so difficult. I don't understand. Well, okay, struggle. Fight with it. Read it again and again and again because it's a huge illustration of God's mercy. In view of God's mercy, do what you're doing this morning. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice, only don't get back off the altar. The problem with living sacrifices is they keep wandering off. On the other hand, we need to be living sacrifices and not dead ones. Okay? So we are living. We're alive. What do we do? Offer ourselves, brothers and sisters, as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. That brings in the whole Old Testament practice of sacrifice that was a fragrant and holy sacrifice. We are to be set apart, brothers and sisters. We are to be set apart for God's work because Jesus has done that in our lives. He set us apart for his work. He hasn't set us apart to be churchgoers. He set us apart to be disciples and missionaries. He never had any other intention. We come together as Christians like this to be encouraged so that we can go out Unfortunately, so many of us, and I've done this myself, go to church and that's it. We've forgotten the part two. Go out. And you don't have to be a theologian or a preacher or a missionary or a missioner or a talented person, a musician or whatever. You can make a cup of tea. Hands up, all of you who can boil a kettle. Those of you who didn't have your hands up are asleep or you have serious problems. And you can come and see me for counseling and education in tea making after the service. However, if you can make a cup of tea, you can make something for somebody and tell them about Jesus at the same time. That is what our staff do. We teach Ladies to sew on sewing machines. They are making dresses. They're eating snacks and they're drinking tea. We have a lot of tea. Okay. Tea, Nepal, tea, tea, Nepal. Okay. Um, And in all of that, the gospel is preached. They come to sew. They get the gospel and another word is sown in their heart. They're learning two things at the same time. You give somebody a cup of tea, you're giving them something that's enjoyable, sweet, and nice. But if you've given them a word, what do you know about Jesus? Have you asked people if you can pray for them? Have you ever asked somebody if you can pray for them? Can I pray for you? How many of you have asked your boss if you can pray for him? Ah, wonderful. Did they say no? Of course not. I have never, ever known anyone, even somebody who spent their time talking about what a rabid atheist they are, 
And you say, can I pray for you? They go, oh, yeah. Partly because they don't know what you're going to do. Some people got that sort of look in your eye, you know, uh, yeah, that's fine. And, you know, because they think you're going to, but you're not. Please don't do that. You know, and keep it short. Please, if you're going to pray for somebody, don't keep them there for half an hour praying for everything. Just keep it short and sweet. You have told them about Jesus because you have mirrored Jesus in your heart. The theme this morning is transformation. The transformation that goes on from the inside out. We don't want to be caught acting as Christians. Now, I love drama. I love theater. I love acting, okay? And I ran a theater company when I was a teacher for 20 years. The thing about acting is we put on something on the outside and the actor becomes the character. But there's no actual change on the inside. Nothing actually happens inside. So if I wish to talk to you in the German accent and behave like one of my lecturers who was Dr. von Leiden and he spoke to us of the philosophy and there's no change in my... I don't suddenly become German. You know, I'm still thoroughly British. I still eat cucumber sandwiches and drink tea and think that I should shout at everybody who can't speak English. We act on the outside, but Christianity is not an act, is it? It's a transformation from the inside out. We are changed from the inside out. The change that inner city ministries and our staff wish to bring in the grace of Jesus is the change from the inside out. Because we're not going to change a community oppressed by simply covering the issue up. We're not going to change cage people by giving them a bigger cage. You will change cage people by unlocking the prison of their heart and give them a place to live. Mission and care are absolutely transformational. And transformation is the whole of the gospel. What it does. What did Jesus do for us? In one short word, he died for us. Sin is broken. It's broken. It's been bro- From the moment Jesus said it's finished, sin is broken for everyone. Everyone. Every single person in the world. The tragedy is... And most of them don't know it. Now, if you've got the cure for malaria, which kills infinitely more people per year than AIDS, malaria kills vast numbers of people. If you've got the cure, you're going to keep it to yourself. You've got it. It works every time. It will eradicate malaria. You're going to keep it to yourself? We've got the cure for an eternal sickness. Jesus, are we going to keep it to ourselves? 
And you can communicate it through a cup of tea. You can communicate that transformational message so easily over a Starbucks, over dim sum, over come round for dinner, hospitality. That lovely little line at the end of the reading. Practice hospitality. And I know you do. Because when I walked in this church this morning, and although I've been in Hong Kong and associated with St. Andrews and various this is the first time I've been to Shatin Church. Lovely. And I felt vibrant when I came in. I felt welcomed and warm. You practice hospitality. As a transformational ministry, This mission-hearted Sunday, the challenge to all of us is the challenge that God gives us. And he does give us this challenge because we're all going to stand before him. (laughs) Hallelujah, yeah? Okay, we're all going to stand before him and we're all going to recognize him and he's going to say hi or whatever in whatever language you want him to say it. But he's going to ask us a question. And we know he's going to ask us this question. Because Jesus said he will ask us this question. What did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with what I gave you? And I think there's another question that is slightly underneath that one. And who did you bring with you? Who did you bring with you? Who did you bring with you? We are transformed by the mercy and the grace of God. We are made into his likeness, my dear brothers and sisters. And brothers and sisters, we are. I mean, you know, whether you like what I'm saying or not, you and I are spending eternity together. Yeah, look at the person next to you. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah, it's not just 10 minutes. (laughs) It's eternity. Yeah, okay. You want to look to them and say, hey, (laughs) you and me together, eternity. (laughs) Yeah, get used to it, kids. (laughs) Yeah. We are transformed by the magnificent, changing grace of Jesus from the inside out. Inner City Ministries, which is the joy where I work, the task that we set, we have been set, is to change the community from the inside out. Some of those lovely young people that you saw there have come to know Jesus, and they're out into the community, changing it. The children get the word preached to them, they will grow up into that. We don't reach hundreds of thousands. We reach about maybe 200. All in all, adults and men and women and children. But we pray that as we reach out to those people, they in turn will reach out to others. And I pray that this morning, not only you as a group of wonderful Christian brothers and sisters, will reach out 
will reach out and that the people around you will come to know Jesus because you do. They will come to know Jesus because you do. Okay? So simple. Because you are transformed, you will share that with others. And I pray, I pray that that, that this Mission Sunday will see a transformation in all of us that will make us even more determined to share the good news that Jesus is Lord, not HSBC. Got that? Because HSBC, love them as we do, they will disappear. Hedge funds, wealth, Ginny gaps, they will disappear. Power, governments, kings, princes, they will disappear. One thing remains. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah.